low ticket offer and a high ticket offer is that the lower ticket offer validates what you do as a high ticket offer. You see what I mean? Okay. So people are people are downloading, people are buying, you know, ebooks or courses or whatever they are, and then they're coming back to you online and saying this was great, uh, giving you a recommendation on LinkedIn. Hello everybody, welcome to Biz Talk with Tanya. And today we have a gent. So we don't have a lady today, but we have a gent. And we have Danny Matthews, who's a brand strategist and designer. And we are going to be discussing a really, really interesting and juicy topic. Something that has been trending on social media. And people have different takes on it. And it is, should you still have free lead magnets or should you have a low ticket offer to capture ready to buy clients, leads, prospects? To be honest, I myself am divided on this topic, but I connected with Danny on an interesting thread um, by a mutual connection this is why you want to be commenting on other people's posts because when i saw his comment i was like yeah i want to have Danny on the podcast to discuss that but before we get into the topic we are going to allow Danny to introduce himself because you know your girl can talk too much but yeah Danny, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this online journey yeah, absolutely. So, hey, everyone, my name is Danny Matthews. And as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a designer. Uh, my early problem was that I went to an all boys sports academy and there wasn't much support or encouragement to take up a creative career. So I ended up in financial services and uh, ran a mortgage and insurance broker for 10 years uh, until I was left completely burnt out um, with no feeling from the waist down been dragged off the floor by strangers in central London. Um, and I chose that day um, to go back to my childhood passion uh, of design. And I started a, a design studio and now we work with brands uh, all over the world, about to take on a client in Dubai, another one in New Zealand. So uh, I have a really fulfilling um, uh, business now where I don't just get to make a profit like you know most people uh, look to do, but I also get to have an impact on the world. And, and because of my story, I also help young people to enter the world of creative, uh, the creative industries or design um, through some uh, some different initiatives that I, that I run. Um, but most of my business for that whole time, even in financial services, has been run online. Social media has been a very big part of that. So the whole online marketing world has just become part of my business, even though it's not my specific expertise. Um, and I've tested things and tried things and got to know what works. And I think that's why we possibly connected actually, Tanya, because uh, I, I have a rule on social media, which is never share your opinion, only your expertise. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you just tell someone, this is what I think you should do, it's not very helpful. But if you share something that you have done, and you've got you know evidence to back it up even if it doesn't work for anyone else it just works for you at least you're just sharing what you know and i think that's more helpful mm -hmm. online um so that's a bit yeah. about my background that's so true because i really loved how you 
again in the comment and brought in both perspective and i was like huh because i've been playing around with the idea to be honest um i still have some free lead magnets and also have attended a couple of workshops on low ticket offers and things like that a couple of programs but i've been a little bit divided because in a way i agreed with a lot of the things that you said on in that comment that the psychology of the buyer is different yes you do get a buyer but it is a completely different buyer that you may want down the future so i kind of wanted you to elaborate on that and for those watching on youtube i'm probably gonna put danny's comment up here for you to read what he had to say and share and you'll find it very interesting so quickly tell me have you played with low ticket offers yes so i played you know there's a lot of experts out there um that will do one thing or another and everyone seems to be an expert and they're conflicting so it's really hard to know what works so yeah. i've tried a load of stuff and i've tried the whole uh freebie to seven dollar tripwire to thirty dollar thing to three hundred dollar course whatever it might be uh and, and it works fine i've also tried doing a free lead magnet every month something different and keeping it fresh uh, which has worked really well what i found is that between uh, i dedicated a lot of time trying to figure out what metrics i should track and i figured out the simpler the better so i only track two things now how many people that download a lead magnet and how many people buy from me and the really interesting mm -hmm. thing that you work out while while doing that is that um the people that download lead free lead magnets or, or buy low ticket offers are not the high ticket people very rarely they are completely different audiences um and I, I don't know if anyone else has recognized this but on linkedin especially it's a it's quite a peculiar place linkedin because uh i would say the majority of clients that have bought from me high ticket clients have never engaged on a post ever yeah you get that, that? is me <laughs> that is the type of person i am <laughs> Yeah, like if you think if you think about it in real terms, if you're a busy business owner and you're running teams and people and projects and you have a lot of stuff on, you're you're scrolling while you're having your coffee in the morning. This is what you're doing. You have no time to comment. Like, there's no, um, not even it's not even about time. You have no interest in commenting. You're consuming. It's basically the the Financial Times, right? You pick it up in the morning. You yeah. see what the markets are doing. You put it down. It's gone. So they're consuming information. They don't engage. And what I found is, um, a lot of the people that I spoke to on the phone, I would say, where did you find out about me? And they say, oh, I've been following you on LinkedIn for about nine months. <laughs> Why you never? You never you never liked to post or commented and it's like no and yet there are people that will comment on your posts every single time they'll say nice things about you they'll they'll engage with your post they'll ask questions they'll get um really deep in conversation and they'll never buy a thing off you but and there's a big but here they are so important and you should engage back with them they're so important because the people that are scrolling past and that aren't engaging, they need to see that other people are giving you social proof and that other people trust you in order for them to pick up on that trust. 
So, so they're really important. So the difference between a free lead magnet or low ticket offer and a high ticket offer is that the lower ticket offer validates what you do as a high ticket offer. Do you see what I mean? Okay. So people are people are downloading, people are buying, you know, ebooks or courses or whatever they are, and then they're coming back to you online and saying this was great, uh, giving you a recommendation on LinkedIn, testimonial, whatever it might be. And the people who don't engage with you, but they do scroll past and consume, they're seeing all of this social proof and it, and it validates what you do at a high level. And that's the really important distinction I think we don't pay attention to very often. We just pay attention to, if I do this, can I sell this? And then can I get them into this thing without recognizing that they're completely different people? This is interesting because um, I love what you just said. Because the most interesting thing is I'm both. I'm literally both. And one of the reasons why I sometimes buy low ticket offers is that I don't have the time to get on YouTube to start researching the whole thing if I am playing with an idea in my head. So usually I would buy a low ticket offer as a means for research. To understand more like more just to get information i like the fact that the person if you i'm paying you obviously you would have taken a, a lot more time maybe than your free content and i'll have more of any of a picture of the landscape if i want to make a decision for a high ticket investment that's how i buy low ticket offers mm. more of like what most people would be doing on youtube but i will start on youtube but most of the time I'll end up buying something just to learn and have a little bit of skin in the game. And I know that the information might be better than what I would get on the free landscape. So that's how I've approached, because when, that day when I read your comment, I started thinking about how do I buy? And then I realized, yeah, it's different. It's completely different. I've bought high ticket offers without ever interacting with the person publicly. And I recently, even of late, and I love LinkedIn for this. I mean, LinkedIn compared to the Facebook landscape, LinkedIn more often than not, you will have somebody slide in your DM and be like, um, I'm ready to work with you. And you're like, where do I know you from again? And, oh, I've been following you for a while. You talk about this and this and this. So I'm kind of at that place. And most of the time people, are like that, especially those that are going to invest in your high ticket offers. Now, this whole discussion, because I even had it, uh, this discussion even came up in a private workshop I attended before it was on that thread. And there was a lady at the workshop as we were interacting that mentioned that um, recently with the whole recession thing happening, a lot of people are not buying directly, like the high ticket offers. A lot of people are opting to have to buy the low ticket offer and then make a decision on whether they want to invest at a premium level with you. Would you agree to this or do you disagree? I, I do to some extent. Uh, I think um, I think we we is it over or under? I think we. Uh, underestimate the time it takes to build a relationship with someone so um you know for probably a decade or more now we've um 
we've kind of been taught in the online world that you can give away a free thing, have a follow-up sequence for seven days and expect someone to buy something from you. And, uh, th and they probably can if it's very low ticket, but I don't think that validates a high ticket product. I, I think the low ticket um, entry point or teaser tester for someone to buy should be more like three, four, five hundred, seven hundred. Um, I think that is a low ticket investment for someone who is on your high ticket radar. So, um, which is why I say they're completely separate customers. Someone who buys a seven dollar ebook from you is not going to spend fifteen grand on a on a, you know a high ticket product with you. Um, so, so, but I think they will if you took a little bit more time to build a relationship. So I don't have a seven day sequence. I don't have like a 10 day email sequence. I have a 90 day loop that basically gives everything away. It basically just gives it all away. Because what I, what I did recognize is that um, you can give it all away and 99% of the people won't take the actions. And the 1% of people that do take the actions is great social proof. And the miniature, the tiny percentage of people that don't do any of that will probably engage with you and, uh, and will be a high ticket client. Um, and I only recognized that from, uh, from actually completely unintentionally, I had a, uh, marketing funnel, if you like, and I was noticing about around day 43 uh, when I was promoting my branding program, um, which is a group thing, people were booking calls and I was getting on the calls talking about the group program and they were saying, oh, no, I, I want to work with you like one to one. And that's when I started to recognize, OK, these people have been through a longer process than seven days or day 43. And, all, and it's only now they're getting enough trust to really consider buying from me, but they're not buying what I want them to buy. <laughs> they're buying, they're, they're wanting to work with me one-to-one. -one. So that was an interesting insight. Ironically, I have a similar thing because um, initially before I was a coach, I was a final builder and obviously a copywriter. And I noticed that we underestimate when somebody opt-ins, and we assume that immediately they are ready to buy. And even in my own sequences, it is really spaced out to build trust, authority, and all those key indicators that will help them make a buying decision. And that also is what I do with my content because one of the things that I've come to realize and I teach content, and a lot of people teach content, is that a lot of people teach content the wrong way. And a lot of entrepreneurs, we do content creation the wrong way. This is why a lot of people later on turn around and say that content doesn't work. And it's simply because we've been taught the wrong way of doing content. And what you just said is so true. We underestimate that and overestimate that, yeah, they are ready to buy, with, um, to buy something instead of really trying to work on the relationship and whether it's a person buys because i've had people buy a 12 dollar uh ebook but they've never bought anything else they've never bought anything else i've had people buy a 20 dollar um short course 
never bought anything else. So the buying mentality is obviously different. The psychology of the buyer, because a premium buyer, what I've found, because I'm a premium buyer, but I'm, in, I'm an investor. And the, the, the biggest thing for me is what is the risk? And we always look, as an investor, I'm always looking for either um, satisfaction guarantee Am I going to be satisfied? So I'm going to look for social proof. Mm -hmm. Or am I going to be able to get my money back if I'm not satisfied? So that's the investor. I'm a premium buyer, but completely different to somebody that just wants the most expensive thing. Because I'm looking at something completely different than that person. And I'm looking at something completely, completely different than a bargain buyer. And sometimes the low ticket buyer is a bargain hunter. And really that the bargain hunter becomes a premium buyer. And that's what you said on that, on that data. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. But then how do we get the, both, the best of the both worlds? Because you've obviously done it before and you've gotten the, the best of both worlds. So mm -hmm. what would you advise somebody listening? Because a lot of the people watching this, listening to this are coaches, consultants, course creators. And some work with obviously the, in the online space, but some also do not work in the online space, which is something that uh, I discovered lately that I have, a, I have some people that work with medium to medium sized enterprises and uh, big corporations that listen to this program. And they're like, somebody told me, you're constantly speaking to the online space. Can you speak to somebody, something that also can benefit us that are not in the online space? So what would you say to somebody that could be a construction consultant, that could be um, a ELP consultant, because I found that some of them are listening to this. What would you tell them would be the best way to get qualified leads? between a low ticket offer and obviously a free offer? I, I don't think it's any different to the online world. I think the process is the same. The assets might be delivered in a different way. So it, here's, a, here's an example. Um, probably, oh God, years ago, I, um, I spent a year working in recruitment. I hated it, but um, for the most part, I learned quite a lot from, from the industry. And um, I remember a, a lot of rec recruitment agencies, especially the bigger ones, they have things like salary benchmarking reports every year. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that is a in for them. That is a, they make phone calls and they say, look, we've got a benchmarking report that will help you benchmark your, the salaries you're offering to, to your current staff, but also new staff that you hire. That's a really useful thing to them. So instead of them, you know, going and fishing online for people to download this free report, they're just going and delivering it in person in paper form. So it's the same concept, really. It's just delivered in a different way. And I think we've got so used to this online world that we forget sometimes that actually going and seeing the human being and give, putting something in their hand is a really valuable thing. Uh, no matter what it is, it could be paper, it could be a, a gift, it could be whatever. Um, so I think it's, it's the same thing. We still need to find uh you know a, a free lead magnet maybe we maybe put on you know a lot of professional services like accountants and surveyors they put on like breakfast seminars for example that's a great free thing mm -hmm. everyone gets you know a little 
a little pastry, bit of breakfast, coffee, meet new people, that kind of thing. Uh, that's valuable for people. Um, and uh, the, the only thing you're trying to do is you're trying to separate the people that aren't going to buy from you from the people that are going to buy from you. And most of the time, this is a positioning exercise, which is why I'm in branding, really. Um, positioning is a powerful thing. So my thought process around this, whether you're uh, you know, a construction consultant in, in person or whether you're an online business, is things like low ticket offers and lead magnets are a tool to help you identify who you don't want to work with as much as they are to identify who you do want to work with. So uh, they still have a place in the, in the process, basically. Um, and the more you give away your free stuff to the people that aren't going to buy from you, the more that they will validate and give social proof to the stuff that you will do as a high ticket item. So it always comes back to that. The lower ticket items are validation for the higher ticket items. Let them identify themselves. You know, you don't have to go fishing. Let them identify themselves. Uh, and just give it all away for free because the people who um, would pay high ticket is because usually they need speed, access, or expertise, okay? So they, they want you as a person or you mm -hmm. as a business. They want your access to you, access to your expertise, or they want speed to achieve it quicker. They're not going to do it with a free thing that they've got to go and do themselves. So let the people identify mm -hmm. themselves. You will be able to spot them a mile off if you just give everything away for free because the people will come out of the woodwork and they will show themselves. That, that is an amazing, amazing offer, an amazing advice. And uh, you know, you mentioned uh, brand positioning here and what you do. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you work with clients? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I have uh, two main offers. Uh, one is uh, something called the Brand Confidence Program. Um, it's a trademark program. It walks you through the four areas of, of branding, which is strategy, messaging, behaviors, and identity. So anyone who has ever thought about rebranding, what usually happens is they go identity first, you know, logo, website, mm -hmm. colors, fonts, those things, but it should be the last thing that you do. The most important part of branding is strategy, messaging, and behaviors. Strategy is more, um, as you would know, is more about goal setting, vision, mission, the things that people have to do foundationally. Messaging is more mm -hmm. about how do you communicate the right thing to someone in the right way, uh, a compelling message or story. Uh, behaviors is more about the process, you know, the buying journey mm -hmm. uh, and, and identifying that. And then identity is all the visual things. And I have a set program that walks you through that in, in uh, 60 to 90 days, depending on which um, path you choose, or obviously working with me one-to-one -one doing the same process. Um, so it's been, I've been running the program for two years. We're, I'm about to relaunch at the end of August. Um, so it's open now for, for enrollment. And uh, and I'll take people through the process. It, it's the same process that has allowed people to raise money, uh, raise investment at a million pound valuation without any customers. Wow. Uh, the HR consultant tripled her revenue last year through it. Um, it's had some great results and it's quite unintended actually. Uh, I originally created the program because no one could give me the information I needed to do a great design job. But actually, it became mm -hmm. a, like it became a product on its own that didn't need design, actually, um, which was really fascinating about it. So, yeah, now it's uh, revamped for the better and uh, yeah, and much more bespoke and hands on 
Um, so yeah, if anyone's considering is, is, a rebrand or, or that kind of thing, then this is a great time to do it. Okay, and do you have a particular, uh, do you work with a particular set of people? Is it only service-based, entrepreneurs, product-based, or do you work with either? Yeah, both, yeah. So I've uh, I've helped a community launch a, pro a product, an eco-friendly product. Uh, so we've done packaging and product uh, branding. Uh, but then you know HR consultants, uh, um, a lot of them are interested because it's it's almost part of their work. You know, culture building mm -hmm. and values and that kind of thing is part of their work. So they're interested in it. Uh, so service or product based is fine. But the majority of the people I find that get real value out of it have been running for about three to seven years and they feel like they've hit a plateau mm -hmm. and that they need mm -hmm. they need almost like a reimagining is what they need you know to build that confidence to get themselves back out there to make sure they're aligned to what people are buying and thinking and how they're purchasing now because everything's changed hasn't it i think we as humans have changed at the core so if we're not ready to reposition to how people are thinking and behaving now from a consumer point of view um, then I feel like we're, we're going to be left behind a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, Danny, how do people get in touch with you if they are interested to get to know you or possibly work with you? Um, feel free to go and connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, it's link, uh, LinkedIn with the in and forward slash or whatever, but uh, you can find me on Danny Matthews or uh, the URL is the actual Danny. Uh, you can visit the website, which is dannyand.co, or, um, or yeah, uh, drop me an email, hello at dannyand.co. They're probably the three best ways. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much, Danny, for coming by, for speaking to us. I know that it was quite, quite short notice to set up this interview, so thank you for playing ball and coming to speak to us. And everybody, if you are interested in, like, Reimagining re your business, get in touch with Danny, and I'm sure it's going to be of great assistance to you. On this note, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave us a review. Let me know. Did you agree with what we said? Or do you feel like there's something that we didn't discuss? Let me know. If you want to have Danny back on the show, let me know, and I'll make that happen. So, on this note,